you seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. It is Fed Day, decision at 2 o'clock Eastern. And for the moment, futures mixed as the Dow notches six consecutive gains, longest streak since January. Producer prices come in cool, up 1-1 year on year. That's the lowest since 2020. Our roadmap begins with stocks. The S&P eyeing its highest open in about 14 months. Investors banking on a Fed rate hiking pause later today. Plus, AMD sets its sights on NVIDIA in the battle for AI dominance. But is the company's new chip too late to the game? <laughs> that got a groan from Jim. And a warning from United Health. It is weighing on all the uh, many of the stocks in the overall health insurance sector ahead of the open. The company's saying it expects a spike in medical costs in the second quarter. Let's begin, though, with uh, producer prices and the Fed. Policymakers due to announce their decision, as we said, 2 o'clock Eastern today, followed by the chair's news conference. Jim, a lot of discussion on just how bad Fed days have been for stocks, especially, well, this year, but really under Powell overall. Yeah, and what happens is you've got a two-part, uh, just a one-two punch. Yet the statement comes out, and then immediately the futures go down, and then they try to recover. And then the press conference comes down. Now, David, I don't know. I was the editor of the high school's Springfield Chronicle. Nice. And uh, I, I'm a, a lot of high school representatives now at this point. He's taking questions <laughs> from people who are like, you know, Columbia journalism school people. And, but that's when the market really starts going down because they ask him the same questions, which are mostly about when do you stop beating your wife? And, uh, you know, it, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid they do enough homework to realize that maybe the economy's cooling. Yeah. All I, it is is gotcha. You're not a fan of the press conference. Well, no. I mean, like, it'll uh, be like, excuse me, the Grateful uh, Dead. I mean, were you like, what was, what were you doing there? <laughs> what, what was that about? Maybe you can I mean, answer that one. I mean, well, no, I mean, they pretty just, easy. I'm sure he's got are, a, a page and his notes. Their, their questions yeah. are otherworldly, but then causes the market to go down because the future traders really think they know a great deal. Remember okay. the one day, like, the futures traders got it completely wrong because they did. Like they had the wrong guy in the room and stuff. Well, also, I can remember when they heard one thing at, well, they explained the statement and then yeah. at the, and then you, at the actual the press market? conference. Yeah, it was things, like, are you aware of the markets? Things uh, changed but, dramatically. Course, the market was His down. data was late. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah. I just urge people to recognize that the conference is a second rate affair. And that what really matters is that the economy and that the economy is cooling and the Fed is winning and you can play hop, skip, jump. I don't care what you do. Okay? I really don't. You play jacks for all I care. David. Oh, you want me to react to that? Uh, okay. Did you play jacks when you were young? No, I went to Kava. Ah. <laughs> um, Kava. Well, certainly what's cooling is producer prices. It's really As we good. said, down three tenths. We're looking for down one tenth. It's 11 straight months of, of annual declines. Uh, the high water mark, as Santelli reminded us, was almost 12. Now it's one. And by the way, and real average hourly earnings now positive. Again. I know. I mean, what's funny is, is that People talk about the new bull market beginning. Well, it began in October, and that's, it started out with just a few large-cap stocks. It's now broadened. Yesterday, we had stocks going up, that, the likes of which I thought were, like, dead. I mean, I mean, like, stocks, David, like, you know, the banks. Although Schwab put out some numbers today that are a little confusing. 
but the banks were up. Regional banks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. The banks were up. You were you were actually saying one of them, First Horizon, didn't deserve to be up, if it I recall. Di- didn't matter. But, you know, people were saying the Schwab's revenue decline that was just announced is a little greater than people thought. Yeah. So that could be a um, questionable segment. I'm but curious yeah. about your tweet as, as well this morning. What happens if the 10-year goes above the two? Well, How about a gigantic wave of money? I mean, look, I think that interest rates should, the longer term should be higher because we're discovering that there is a good soft landing. The shorter term could level off. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a, a, a 20-year at five. That wouldn't be so big deal. And then you have the, you'll go back to where the short rates will come down over time, not this year. And all these people who stayed out of the market because they looked at the inverted yield curve will be revealed as the frauds that they are. And we will put them on and congratulate them because they will have amnesia. But I have no amnesia. I don't have amnesia, David. You don't? No. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that a lot of people just stayed out of the market because they saw the inverted yield curve, and, and those people are going to be wrong. Because that you is- are getting more and more bullish by the minute. No, no. As I'm not I sit saying, here I'm every day. Long-term bullish. Yes, I am long-term bullish. I think that because of the press conference, anything can happen. Because the press conference is really... I mean, it's like a Nixon press conference. Are you running for president? No, are you? I mean, you, you have a Nixon press conference, which is, if anyone remembers those press conferences, it's like, you know, why did you bomb hand right. oil no, you were Christmas Day? Dan Rather. Dan Rather, yeah. yeah. Dan Rather. Yeah. I'm just saying that the press conferences are awful, and he has to stop them or do, do one every four months. He'll do this. Over-communicating. Yes. Over-communicating. Right, and they have to. Everyone gets a chance. It's a Hollywood Squares game. I mean, they should have Pat Sachek. He should run moderate that press conference. Fed pressers, right? What do you have? Uh, sure, why not? Well, I mean, why not? He's going to have time am- in his hands. It's an amateur hour versus. The I'd rather see Vanna White actually probably do it. Than I think the Jeopardy is far more professional in the press conference. Yes, it's a very professional show. Not as professional as it would have been had I been the host, but it is still professional. Yeah, I knew we had to work around to that, didn't we? <laughs> You know, you had to go there. Well, you went there. I just followed. Well, David, you, you wanted to talk about advanced micro. And I, that I did. I want to talk about advanced micro. I want to talk about the chips. I want to talk about NVIDIA hitting a trillion dollars. Sure. The trillion because dollar we're at the six minute mark. And it's important. Trillion dollar. You know what, David? It actually is. I mean, here's a company. The trillion dollar club is not easy to get into. No, it's not. And, and so, to be fair, it, it did. It did hit it intraday uh, last week. No, but, but you see, this is a monumental thing that people refuse to realize, which is that this company has come out of nowhere, which is a gaming card company. And the Chinese, we have left this out. The Chinese are not allowed to buy their chips. No, their chips are advanced. And so the gaming Chinese, cards as in chips right. that powered games. So the not- Chinese can do their Candy Crush all they want. But when it comes to nuclear weapons that, have, that are high powered and can be targeted, Actually, Jensen's not about nuclear weapons. But I'm just saying that the H, the H200, David. When the did H- they go from the H100 to the H200? Well, you have to Jim. buy the Grace Hopper 200. That thing is so fast. Take a look at the flops that it has. The flops? Well, that's some unit of measurement. Okay. I haven't taken a look at that. Do you want to uh, elucidate us? It's just elucidate a lot faster than what we saw yesterday from me. Inform us. Okay. Well, see, you put them together. You bundle them. Like what Larry Ellison did. By, by the way, Larry Ellison does have the fastest supercomputer. 
I mean, there's no doubt about it. Larry is close. Safricats is, is close to Jensen Wong. And Jensen built that, and it's Oracle that is, that, that conference call yesterday was real, though Oracle gave up all of its gains. Uh, it is interesting. We actually have a downgrade today of some of the uh, semi-cap equipment makers. Needham cuts AMAT and Plaque. Uh, they think that hyperscale budgets are still going to be constrained in the near term. Well, I didn't understand that. I mean, they talk about the hype. I mean, I, I think that I had, I had applied materials on, what, three weeks ago? And I have to tell you that the amount of business that they have, just from Jensen, Gary Dickerson was saying he talked to Jensen. You know, he talks to Jensen regularly. Jensen Wong being the CEO of, of NVIDIA, yes. Yeah. Anybody listening to this show hopefully knows that at this point. Jim, someone told me to cool it with NVIDIA. I said, oh, you know what? I'd like to cool it with companies that go from $300 billion to, to a trillion. But it turns out our viewers like it. There is a reason we talk about six or seven stocks consistently. It's because their market cap adds up to more than, uh, I don't know, what are they, 20% of the, almost eight, 25% yeah. of the S&P, I, the seven stocks. From now on, I'm only going to talk about J.B. Hunt, Medtronic, okay, and Union Pacific. Would that be better? Would you like that? No, I would. It, I'm serious. We've had an amazing thing here. You know, to have a company come out of nowhere and be a trillion dollars is as important as the two in ten. You want to go there? Yeah. You want to go inside the yield curve? Well, and, and now we're getting some some interesting projections. McKinsey, uh, this study they, they've done that looks at maybe 60, 70 percent of work hours could be automated in some way over the long term. Interesting, because Benioff is saying only five hours. And because of that, five hours saved by AI, which is a little different from what, you know, apples to apples to apples. But uh, there are a lot of people who didn't like Benioff's uh, reveal. Of they his. just felt like it was a little less than they had hoped for. Well, because Mark is not, you know, Mark's company, as opposed to, as opposed to Adobe, Mark's company is, is about selling something to another company, okay? And, or like maybe you're doing a proposal for RBC Wealth and you want to go make the proposal faster because you have four different people you're going to see that day, that's AI. Right. So that's, you know, that's not exactly solving the problem of nuclear waste. I mean, it's just, just, it's good. It's a good product. Right. But I guess going into the meeting, there had been expectations somehow that it would blow people away. And during the course of the day, as you know, the CRM stock, this two days ago already came down. Well, because when you listen to it, it was very nuts and bolts about, like if you're ATT, believe me, you need that because what happens is people call, they put you in a hold, you don't know where it's going. The guy, no, now it's like direct. I think when Mike Siebert at T-Mobile starts to sit down with with uh, with Marpenia, even more people are going to switch to T-Mobile, and that's before they even give you the way the Visual Pro. I knew you were going to hit that. I knew you were going to hit that. Why? Because I may be right. Well, you're right about a lot of things, um, but not all things. Nobody's perfect. No, nobody is. Uh, well, you're certainly right about uh, uh, AMD Thank over you. the long term. Got at least 10 price target increases yep. today. And then Lisa Sue did talk about the size of the addressable market. Take a listen to this. The AI has now kind of changed the way we perceive um, what we're doing in every industry, in every market, for all of our productivity and business applications. So yes, today uh, we believe it's about a you know, $30 billion-ish uh, dollar market, and we think it's going to grow over the next three or four years, more than 50% a year. So you know, we see like $150 billion by the time we get to 2027 for just this incredible technology. Right. The thing was who she was aligned with there. She was aligned with Meta and Amazon Web Services. 
Uh, Meta, David. I don't know you if you You have to explain what you mean by aligned. You well, just, they were up there at the presentation. Okay, and me, meaning what? That that's, they're they, going to they become big ship. customers yeah, for well, AMD. They, yes, become big customers. And that's who you want is big customers. You don't just want you a Packard. Now, I don't know if you notice some of the things that Meta's been doing. I mean, they'll push you stories now that are exactly what you like on your watch. This is part of what they're doing. Do you um, get your stories on your watch that you like? I don't, I don't. Those are all pushed by Meta yeah. using this kind of technology. But that doesn't exist yet, does it? No, well, they're, they're, they've already broken through, but this is what you need in volume. This product doesn't come out to the fall. doesn't come out to the fall. And you think it really will rival in any way what NVIDIA is doing? No, no chance whatsoever. Okay. It just doesn't matter. You don't need it to rival. You don't. We have such it's strong for a different. It's for a different. Well, look, thing. I mean, remember, Jensen said the new computers are going to be 95% GPU and 5% CPU. This is still CPU. You know, it's, it could be bundled. You can make it into something faster. Chinese aren't going to So then why it. are people getting excited about it? Well, because the demand is un- unbelievable for high-performance computers. It's just not unbelievable for low-performance computers. What am I going to do? Are, are, you, are you sort of expanding on the, the view that AI will be cannibalistic in some ways to legacy spend? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, there's a trillion dollar in legacy spend, and it's going to be three trillion to four trillion in AI spend. And Jensen says that one trillion is just going to be obliterated. Instead of obliterated. That's over a long period of time, right? Oh, four or five years. Four to five years? Three to four trillion? Things work really fast, David. No one understands. It's like... I don't know how to explain breakthrough. I mean, I, we like what man on the moon, uh, you know, the iPhone. I mean, Jensen struggles with how to get people like you to understand how big it is. So I, we I, use his I, iPhone. I, moment. I don't think that's fair. First of all, I work with I do chat GPT. I try and use it almost every day for something. Was, I talk to people about this all the time. I've been sitting here talking about the end of humanity. What don't I get? I did. I echoed your end of humanity. What don't my, I get? If you ever watch my show, I have a show at six. I actually echoed exactly what you said in, in totally in reverence to you last night. I, I, I missed it. <laughs> last night. Last I did. Night. No, I got to watching the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I don't blame you one bit. Because you well, these are the last days of stage yeah. That's spell it. check, man. No, I, look, I have to tell you, I said it. I said, I agree with David that this is the greatest threat to democracy. That's what I said. Because we can all, at the night of the election, expect to see some mock president candidate saying yeah. things that won't be able Jim, to be corrected no until the day. That we're at a seminal moment and that this is a significant change. The question is, who's it going to impact? What are the business models that are going to be based on it? And how do we sit here every day and help people navigate? Why do you want slow and you can have fast? Okay. What do you want? Slow and the furious? Who wants the slow and the furious? He's living complacently again. Just an evolution of what computers can do. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, it's been a rough morning for some of the health insurers. UNH is warning about the medical cost ratios dragging that group lower. We'll get to Google in the EU. Uh, Tesla going for even a longer streak, along with some other names like Delta. Take a look at futures on this Fed day. More Squawk on the Street in a minute. The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. UNH uh, dragging fellow health insurers lower in the pre-market. The company at the Goldman conference yesterday did warn of higher medical costs in the second quarter as seniors choose to undergo all the surgeries they delayed due to the pandemic. Uh, rough for the insurers, Jim. Good for the device companies. Yes, I think uh, I've had all the device companies on. Boy, they are incredible. Stryker's really doing incredibly well. By the way, the Zimmer Biomed, is, uh, they are doing very well, David. Don't forget J&J because they have a substantial medical device business. And then Intuitive Surgical is one that you want to look at. They pre-announced basically better than expected quarter uh, on mad money. So, I mean, this is the way people are, are they're back. They're now confident that they're going to the hospital. And I think this is a, a great thing for so many of our terrific medical device companies that have been lagging simply because of this. I, we are recommending GE Healthcare for um, our charitable trust. Why? Because a lot of things you need to have an MRI before you get operated on. And by the way, you need the MRI to be able to figure out whether you have the markers that are needed for Alzheimer's. People forget that. You can't just get the Alzheimer's pill. You have to prove that you have the possibility of having dementia. And that means you need to have regular MRIs to find out whether you should be in that the trial. That said, UNH shares are going to be down rather sharply. Um, you know, we as, I mean, we $450 billion market cap company going into uh, today's great. trading. It's a great company. It is. It's uh, a great company. It's, it's not a favorite of most Americans, but yeah. Well, all right, in truth, Right now, right here, at this very moment, we are issuing alerts saying buy Humana. Say that. Buy, buy Humana for club members. Buy Humana. Down 40%. I mean, this is down 40 I mean, Humana on June 1 reaffirmed. Now, it's entirely possible there are, we're on, the, we're on flag day, so it's very possible that in the last 13 days, Humana's fallen apart. I think it's probably unlikely. Humana does have the most senior exposure. What's Cigna up to today? Well, at, at, you know, CI. take a look at CVS, a dumb bit. Yeah. But Uman is the one that would theoretically be the most impacted because that has the most senior. Right. And that's because they created an unbelievable senior package that is terrific to augment Medicare, which you find often when you go to the doctor, David, they do not take. I've heard Cigna's telling all its employees, get back to the office. Are they one of those? By Labor Day. So they're the 50.4%. Or else you're... Did you see the Boston properties? Out. There was a price target increase for Boston properties today. We got uh, New York City back to 50% for the first time. That hasn't happened yep. since the pandemic. I think SL Green, I saw a price target boost yesterday. Can you believe that? Did I can believe it. Green? I mean, it's, you know, these stocks of these REITs that are largely populated by office buildings that are half occupied have come down a lot. Where are you on the idea that they're just going to tell you you have to come back? Because right now, finally, there are a lot of... Uh, it's hard to get a job. So, like, why don't you, if you're Jamie, he could now go down the hall and say, hey, go try to get a job. Well, I, I think, stand I think that's, off people. that's the key in terms of leverage, why you have some companies saying, leverage. all right, that's it. Labor Day, everybody, back, everybody. four days everybody. a week. Nobody comes in on Friday, except us. <laughs> but we're, we Four are, days a week. And first responders and, and, and garbage right. men. Right. Yes. Thank you. And Sorry, everybody else yes. out there doing it. Sometimes right. Dave is off on assignment on Friday. <laughs> no, I just don't wear a tie. I'm here. 
We'll get Kramer's mad dash, count down to the opening bell. Uh, take a look at the futures here as we uh, kick off the open and await the Fed. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Welcome back. Let's get in a mad dash. Of course, we've got an opening bell about six and a half minutes away. Netflix, a name we often discuss, got some research this morning. Yeah, there's a, I've been liking Wolf Research a lot lately. This piece called Sharing is Caring, lifting price targets, subscriber net ads. Basically saying, look, there's six billion total net ads you can add. It, because of this, is, this whole uh, share, this password sharing was a monumental existential event for people who were sharing. And they are subscribing, and it's really working. Don't forget the ad tiers. Cracking working. down on password right. sharing so yeah. that multiple people in a family can no longer be on the same plan or it's working and therefore and, and, you get new subscriptions I, and by the way David in terms of stocks that have been up this yeah, one I mean, has that's been, already happened right, right? Now, name mean, me a stock that is up 55 percent or 92 dollars since a particular event what's the event Jim the Princess Bride event Tesla oh I didn't know you were going to Tesla. Yes. Well, I just because I, I did that because if I had said Tesla at the beginning, as Mayor Dash, you would have said, oh, my God, he's going oh, so to me. So you're surprising yeah. me a little bit. Yeah, I just did that just yes. totally out of reverence to you because I feel Since like the lady you feel May hurt by me. the 16th interview with Elon Musk that, uh, that we had. Yeah. And, which now it tells now 101 times fiscal Princess year 23 Bride, numbers. Of course, he's quoting the bra, uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, that's quite a move. That's since Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, it's over 50%. Yeah, there it is. It's now look if you, if you put in the Yakarino when it went to Yakarinos. But but what I'd say this: what was the Princess Bride about? It was I'm no longer involved in the day to day Tesla. I'm back to work. <laughs> so this is the Princess Bride move. It, 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 you have to write Princess Bride. Princess Bride move. Yeah. Uh, can it can it continue, Jim? Is I think the larger. Uh, who was the woman star of Princess Bride? Robin Wright. You know everyone. Come on. You know everyone. Get that one. All right, we got an opening bell about five minutes away. Uh, stay with us right here on Squawk on the Street. We mentioned uh, Tesla's win streak uh, before the break. Take a look at Delta Air, though, going for 14 straight wins wow. today. Uh, that will be a 13-month high. It already blew past the record set in 2008 of 10 uh, on Friday, Jim. Uh, what's going on here? Look, I think that this is that worldwide travel. It's more important than domestic. Uh, Airbus today raises its uh, rate of growth. Uh, the 20-year delivery yeah, for Travel is shit. American Express stock has really been rolling. This is just people. It's called revenge travel in the industry. I, I obviously call it the, the long, you know, long money, short on time. But it is an amazing travel boom, and it seems insatiable right now. Uh, and congratulations to all these airlines for hanging in during a very difficult period. Uh, there has been some discussion that oil, although oil's rebounded some, but it does benefit some of those air carriers with lower operating structure, yeah, cost I was, structures. Yeah, I was with a, a guy from Darling Ingredients, which is making the uh, biodiesel. The amount of air, oil, amount of, of actual jet fuel that's used is monumental, and people underestimate how much versus, say, cars. So, yes, it does matter tremendously. 
Oil and labor, two biggest yep. expenses yep. For, uh, for airlines. Let's get the opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's Franklin Templeton celebrating the launch of the Franklin Income Focus ETF at the NASDAQ. It's pharma company NVIDIA developing medicines to treat addiction and mental wow, illness. Wow, let's hope that goes well. They've proven very intractable. Very intractable. So I think only City is looking for a 25 basis point hike today. Everybody else is on pause wow. watch. I mean, maybe that's what you want to do to be able to make that claim. Like no one will ever remember that you got it wrong, <laughs> but if you get it right from now on, City is the axe. Yeah. David, I think that the numbers are giving a legitimate reason to skip. It's not like it's a fatuous reason. The numbers are legit, but I don't like the day of a Fed. I know you don't. Yeah. You're not taken with the press conference. We know that as well. No, because the press conference. So you is just, what do you do today? You just hang out? Well, I have my investment conference at, t at 12. Uh, look at this Zimmer bio up six. This stuff is just happening. Um, right. Uh, but, well, yeah, that's from that's a stock like, perspective, the, both the medical loss ratio increase at UNH and potentially for other insurers as seniors get more procedures done that they right. didn't do during the pandemic. Watch and then striker. the positives for all these companies that basically make new parts. Well, it's right? been, they've really, the numbers for, there's been a, a You're all depression. original parts still, aren't you? You're I, all original. I still have original parts. I, you know, I came right from the manufacturer. Yeah. But the MRSP for me is actually up. It's kind of like a 1994 uh, uh, Land Rover. Yeah, you're, you're vintage. Yeah. yeah. But David, can we just go back to like the Fed meeting, okay? Okay, we uh, have to. You have a PPI that's pretty good. You have yeah. a CPI pretty good. You have a trajectory that's pretty good. Why not halt? Because of what? Because of you're worried about the about the home builders and the Toll Brothers. But should we should we continue to hike because of the million dollar house? Is that what we should do? With the toll finally cost a million. Jim, you've been saying for a long time it's about wages and labor, and that has not broken. No, not yet. So I'll just repeat you back to you. No, it's not broken. You're absolutely right. Wages are still higher, but we're going to start seeing a break in wages when it comes to consulting and when it comes to financial and when it comes to tech. Uh, because financial is about to have an outpouring of people. I mean, look, we're seeing major cuts of almost every bank. Wells Fargo in a quiet way, Morgan Stanley in a more noisy way. JP Morgan, we, we, are they filling positions? We don't know. Goldman Sachs, we know from that long knives out piece which I thought was disgraceful, by the way, because if you really have a problem with David David Solomon, why don't you pick up the phone and tell him? <laughs> Do you really pick up the phone and call the Wall Street Journal? That's not the Goldman way. Uh, which which made uh, last night so interesting when Goldman posted this table of their IPO barometer. It takes a, an, into account a bunch of different elements of the IPO market, basically back to a, a level that's typical of mm -hmm. IPOs. And they think uh, the back half's gonna bring some some more activity. I understand that they, they may not be um, that prominent <laughs> in the Cobbadoo. They, they may not be, but maybe they're listening to you and the enthusiasm that you have been espousing lately for what the Kava deal will bring in terms of an opening of the IPO the, market. I told you it's the opening of the floodgates. You refuse to believe it. I still refuse it's to like believe it. It's like that final yeah. scene in Fast and Furious 10, David. I missed that one, too. I it's missed right. actually one through nine. David, that's a Comcast product. It's only I'm aware. One of most you have to be relentlessly watching. It's a very important. Does that mean I have to watch it? <laughs> yes. Well, 300 oh, million. Okay. They made more than 300 million the first weekend. You may not make that much for the I, network your whole I, life. I, I, I've missed it. I know Vin Diesel's in that, though, right? He is. Okay. Helen Mirren is in it. <laughs>
Jason Strangham, my hero. Oh, he's I love Jason. It. Who he's doesn't in? love him? No, he's so cool. I love, but I'm not the cast for that movie is rather yes. extraordinary. And how about Disney uh, pushing back a bunch of? Uh, well, I think that maybe because they, I, I don't know this for sure because I have a kind of a kind of a difficult relationship with Disney. But I believe that that could help them have a um, a, a dividend if you push things back. What? What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, if you push production back, remember the production up front costs money. They, they said they're going to have a dividend. This may be one way they have a dividend. I see. In general, they're trying to bring down the cost of production. I mean, Iger said that to me in the interview we did earlier this year, yeah. uh, and that obviously is a, is a part of it as well. Just, what are you hearing? Hey, the- John Favreau. We're gonna have to cut a little hat. bit on the Mandalorian. Just cut a little back, or you know, spend a little less. At least to sell their arms to other rivals, right? Start yep. monetizing some of the yep. stuff. Yep. Well, you got Stark. Stark Industries got out of the military business. Um, Stark Industries did. David, yeah. what what yeah, are you hearing that's true, Jim. about? And you talked about it and said it was right. not a good move. No, that's a bad move. It sells less. Now, what are you hearing about Penn State's own Mark Parker and getting a successor? Uh, at Disney. Yeah. I'm not hearing much, actually. I have not. I can't say that I have anything really to share in terms of that. That process is underway, as you'd expect it has to be, if Iger sticks to the timetable in place. You're not um, hearing anything? Well, I'm not hearing that, real names. I mean, they've in set itself? up. They, well, they've. No, I don't know that it is because I haven't been asking. Have you? What, to get the Disney job? No. Who's in the running? I don't know. They tapped my phone. Who knows? Who, who tapped your phone, Jim? Uh, they, are they in the room with us right now? Oh, my, you're talking about the texts. That, that, hurt, that fact, hurt my feelings. I don't blame you. That, that hurt was, my feelings that was to see an, my texts in the Wall Street Journal. That was an invasion of your privacy. And my wife said, I can't even get into your texts. How could the journal? I said, it wasn't from me. It wasn't from you. It was from that CFO. David, there are stocks moving even as we talk, and we're not even addressing Well, then let's do that, Jim. Okay? People are talking about that. the real estate stocks doing better and the private equity stocks doing better. I think that, again, would be a function of the IPO market. It would be. Uh, right. Private equity would be helped I mean, as a result Blackstone's of being able up. to actually have significant exits. But, I mean, these alternative asset managers are so large that private equity is just, frankly, a small part of their overall business. What are they private credit is enormous. Housing. Infrastructure. Real estate. You go through it. I mean, these are enormous firms that we, frankly, don't talk about enough, whether, it be, whether it be the big guys that trade, Blackstone, Apollo, KKR, Aries, Carlisle, or whether it even be names like Brookfield that, uh, that doesn't trade. You know, well, it does, too. I shouldn't say that. Of course, it does. But... Not in the same way. Well, I'm way. trying to broaden out our coverage. Um, I mean, because what's happened is that everybody's asking me, why did you not mention that Blackstone's moving up? It's doing really well. Hey, Blackstone is a, you know, $109 billion market cap company. It's, I like it. Yeah. Now, hey, but, and we're not talking about B-Read anymore. No. They sort of Remember that? settled that whole thing down. What happened to the bank mini crisis? What happened to that? I mean, geez, that, they're doing well. And then, by the way, in terms of the worst group in the market, which are the dollar stores, Got Matt Boss, Dollar General today. Matt yeah, Boss yeah. pushes Dollar Gen, saying they're actually on target. Wow, I thought that was pretty amazing. Dollar General was that um, was my vote for the worst conference call of the year. Guys, in my uh, uh, con- continued um, coverage of, I'm going to do one on, uh, in a minute, uh, Faber report. But just uh, on Microsoft Activision, worth mentioning. Uh, very unexpected move here. Um, Jacqueline Scott Corley is uh, the U.S. District Judge in the Northern of Northern California, who's going to take the case, the antitrust litigation, in the federal court, of course, that was brought by the FTC. They got the uh, temporary restraining order, but this is for 
are you or are you not violating any trust law and therefore should we enjoin your ability to close your deal? Amazingly, she set the trial date for June 22nd. So 10 days or whatever it is now, Um, which everybody's scratching their heads on um, because it's like a major antitrust trial. And by the way, two day trial, which seems unlikely as well. Um, You know, so a lot of questions here. Is she she seriously expecting to conduct this antitrust trial over two days with virtually no notice to either of the parties, other than the fact that they have been preparing for the administrative law judge proceeding that's taking place in August? Or is there an expectation that this will simply be her punting it to the ALJ process? Or, uh, I don't know, you know, is there going to be a change in scheduling? Uh, some say, listen, if you're Microsoft, maybe you're happy with this. It gives you an opportunity to bring your case right to court, but you need more than two days. You probably need a little bit more time to prepare in some way uh, with a full record needing to be developed. Um, so would you need a longer trial? Very much unexpected, though, that we would get this in this truncated fashion. To Joe Biden judge. Yes, appointed by Judge uh, uh, by Joe Biden. Uh, is. Uh, She's also presided over some previous gaming um, litigation that may have familiarized her with some of the issues at stake here. But uh, again, a big surprise. All that said, it's still about the CMA in the UK and whether or not Microsoft is going to be able, as many don't expect will be the case, but to overturn on appeal with this appeal tribunal, the decision of the CMA to block this deal. That's still the case. There's still an expectation you're going to have to extend the merger agreement, how they're going to go about doing that, what form of conveyance of additional money is going to take place to Activision shareholders is still unclear, but that's still very much in place. Still, we may get an important trial beginning very, very soon, guys. It's incredible. Um, But it's so out of sync with everything. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. Um, I mean, I know that's not a term of science there, but it's just weird. Very weird. Hey, you want weird? Got an um, upgrade to Estee Lauder. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is that weird, too? I was going to mention that one, your Dollar General. Uh, yeah, I mean, Estee Lauder upgrade. Estee Lauder is owned by Manchapel Trust. It's been a complete disaster. goes to buy 243. Yeah, saying maybe Fabrizio Freda has something up his sleeve. Now, he's done that before. He's pivoted before. But this has been hurt by travel in China. Um, the last numbers were all terrible, duty-free that's duty free's big uh, big outlet for him, and uh, the numbers were terrible. So maybe he can make a comeback here. By the way, Jim, uh, speaking of China, Blinken is now officially going uh, to both Beijing and the UK. And state today uh, expects a series of visits with China in both directions in the period ahead. Uh, officials have expressed desire to stop the downward spiral in the U.S.-China relationship. Well, China, if they're going to do an effective stimulus package, they're going to have to entice American companies to build there. I think you first you just want to stabilize things in some way. You want? Why? Because as much as I know you discussed this, decoupling completely from China and or real hostility would not be good. We just need it would not we need be good. a division of troops on Taiwan in this. And oh, really? Gonna, well, you, oh, yeah, easily said. OK, sure. Right. Just a division of troops in Taiwan. But, right. Because, well, you know, because there's going to be the political right, send will a, send a to send Americans to defend Taiwan. Did, well, yes. Really? Well, the, the old Taiwan semi Which then puts is us at the heart war of our defense with the Chinese. universe. 
Wait, Taiwan Semi is more important defense than, than any well, other place in this country. Taiwan Semi is place, incredibly Taiwan important, and though, so we do want to dissuade the Chinese from ever thinking about invading Taiwan. Right. Yes, all, true. That Taiwan Semi is the most important company to the defense complex. Um, what is the most important M&A situation going on right now that is focused on by so many people, Jim? Um, okay, that's a good question. Uh, other than Activision Blizzard, right? Oh, yes. Uh, is it bigger than the bread box? <laughs> it's actually a very small deal and a private deal. It's the PGA and live. What? Ha where is it? When you take that sudden departure from the scene, what does that mean? We're, you know, the news is uh, that Jay Monahan, uh, of course, uh, who runs the PGA, uh, informed its, uh, its policy board. He's recuperating from what they call a medical situation. Um, and so he's not involved right now, day to day. Uh, and of course, day to day is what's very important here in taking what is a memorandum of understanding between these two parties, namely uh, the PIF, Live Golf, which of course is controlled by the PIF from Saudi Arabia and the PGA, and turning that memorandum of understanding into a definitive agreement under which the two parties would merge and there would be a significant infusion of capital from the Saudis into this combination, which also would include other uh, tours, uh, DP World Tour as well, for example. Um, a few things I'm hearing, of course, well, first let's just remember, it was only a little more than a week ago I sat down with Mr. Monaghan and his counterpart, his unlikely counterpart, Yasser Al-Ramayn, who runs the PIF. Uh, and Ramayn was talking very boldly about getting this thing to a definitive agreement as quickly as possible. Take a listen. I think it's a matter of weeks. Uh, we, we, uh, we have agreements on, um, you know, the framework, which is an excellent uh, first step. And uh, it all depends on, um, uh, on you know, just um, finalizing uh, uh, many things, including the evaluation. Once we get uh, uh, that in, I think it's, it's just a matter of weeks. We're going to get that done question now, sorry, is uh, whether or not it really can possibly get done in a matter of weeks. The key uh, situation, of course, not just including Mr. Monaghan's uh, illness, but is dealing with the players uh, who um, want to share in the economic upside from this union, who um, want promises that are just not on uh, made verbally, but are on paper. Uh, and it can get to a certain level of complexity. I'm hearing the players, for example, may be hiring their own investment bank to advise them. Um, I'm also told that Patrick Cantlay, one of the players uh, uh, who's also a player director, whose sponsor includes Goldman Sachs, is probably getting some good advice from the likes of Goldman Sachs here and has been an important voice here in terms of what are we going to get as players here for stepping up and saying yes to all of this, given given that we were willing to accept a lot less to stay at the PGA, so to speak, than go to live golf. Uh, and so that's going to be a key issue here. There's a lot of potential money on the table. And the question is, how are you going to guarantee equity or cash for these players? And are they going to align themselves? And it's going to become even more complex negotiation. You know, there's one guy who also could probably step in here and help in Monaghan's absence. And that would be Randall Stevenson, you'd have to believe. What? Well... He knows his way around an M&A deal, whether you like it or not. He made some. He made a lot of them. Oh my! Not all of them were that good, but he made a lot of them. Did Randall? And of course, Randall is uh, 
Randall is on the board uh, of the PGA. Uh, so there's an update for you right now. Of course, we wish the best uh, for Mr. Monahan uh, and for his health. I will say that this is uh, in the scuttlebutt. This is all people that seem to want to talk about, Carl. This is where's Monahan. I mean, it is an issue that dovetails incredibly well with a lot of our, our viewers. And uh, the fact that Goldman Sachs may have been hired, David, that's very good news if you have that. Can you break that story? Um, I also have a statement from the PIF that I just got saying they are committed to working closely with the PGA leadership and board to advance their previously announced transaction, to invest significantly in the growth of golf for the benefit of players, fans, and the expansion of the game around the world. Again, that is um, uh, just sent to me from, uh, from the PIF, from the Very Saudi good. PIF. So uh, there you go. That's what we got. We'll keep an eye on it as it is, as Jim just said, Carl. It's not a public deal, but it is certainly one that has a lot of people uh, a great deal of interest. Yeah, definitely got the public's attention, uh, no question, and and attention in Congress as well. Yeah, looking yep. at uh, the impact of the Saudi involvement in American sports. Yeah, and yesterday we talked about well, Manu Cutter, right? It's uh, happening Jeez, in multiple well, levels. A, I think that I remember when the CEO of uh, United Air Emirates came here. It was you know a decade ago, and just said, "Look, there's going to be a wave of commerce between." our area of the world, your area of the world, that is going to shock you. And I I wasn't dismissive of it at all. He urged me to fly United Air, but I did. It's like they have a bar. United Air is a bar. It's kind of like, it's like Casablanca back there when you go to the bar. But they are, they've become a great tri- trading partner, that region. And I think that we have to continue to watch it because they want to do more deals. They got a lot of capital. It's very exciting, I think. Really, very exciting. Hey, by the way, you want excited? The fact that, uh, Logitech is down seven on the departure, the sudden departure of Bracken Darrell, which is you know, rather shocking. He just announced his resignation. He's going to stay at the end of the month. But this is a this man has been on the show many, many times. They make the part. They make a lot of what you use in order to you know peripherals and PCs. It's very important because this company is a, a an amazing company. A lot of us use their devices. And Bracken's been the spokesman. He's been the company. He's the company. So we have to follow up with closing students in terms of people uh, leaving. City also downgrades on that news. Uh, they go to neutral. I don't play. Uh, take a look at the markets. S&P is managing a gain here at the open of about six points. The Dow is going to be uh, outsized affected by UNH, which is responsible for all of the losses there and more. Uh, as for bonds, uh, yields a little bit elevated this morning, although uh, PPI came in, as we said, a bit cool. But you got the two-year right around 463 and the 10-year just south of 38. We'll be right back. Nice interview this morning with Brian Sullivan and Shell as they move to keep their output steady, hike their dividend about 15%. Overall, oil is getting a small bit today, uh, even amid some reports that the U.S. is quietly restarting talks with Iran uh, on some potential prisoner releases, perhaps, uh, maybe trying to curb their nuclear program. Take a look at the energy complex this morning. Uh, Dow trying to recover some early losses, down 92. Back in a minute. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. Well, it's not in the stock, but Modelo Especial now has passed uh, Bud Light as the number one beer in the country. 
Uh, obviously, we know that Bud Light's embroiled in some controversy, but this has been Modelo's uh, sneaky way to get to the top. And STZ stock does not reflect it. I think he can go higher. My child just owns it. And we will be talking about this extensively today at our 12 o'clock investment club meeting, only exclusively for members of the investment club. So why don't you just join already? A lot of other people have for heaven's sake. But this has been a winner, and I think it goes much higher because of the Modelo. The Modelo side. Yeah, Modelo Special is an incredible seller. Very hard to keep it stock. is interesting that uh, that Bud is up today and actually Target's up two uh, percent. I saw that Target's starting to make a move. I think the Target's been overly punished by this. Uh, Target's been a very fair actor. They're worried about this is Home Depot, of course, worried about their people at the register, and they should. There's just um, in, in Home Depot, obviously, people talk about theft, but the idea that Target should be uh, somehow be brutalized because of what they've done it, ma- it makes no sense to me. If only just because uh, they didn't have any intent to do anything, I think, but. Brian Cornell's a good merchant. He wants to help all shoppers and all shareholders. That's his been his mantra, and it's a shame that it's like that. Indeed. Um, so we'll watch for the meeting at noon, and then what about tonight? And then tonight we have Confluent, which has become the enterprise software company that everybody loves, and Bolero, which is a you know, Tom Shannon's come back. The stock had a bad quarter. We'll see what happened. Uh, my alert went out about Humana. I do believe that Humana must not be that positive, obviously, on why same thing as United Health. The stock is down 58 points, but I'm telling people who are members of the club that down 58 is actually a reasonable level, even if they come out and say something bad. All right, we'll see you tonight. Thank you. Uh, important day, uh, Mad yep. Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, of course. Uh, UNH still keeping the Dow in the red, but fewer than 25 points away from S&P 4,400. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. Meet Gail. Her thing is being a supermom, and supermom has a lot on her supersized plate. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. But at Walmart Pharmacy, supermom recently got her whole family updated on all their vaccines. We knocked it out during a grocery run. No appointment. That's Next Level Supermom. From pneumonia to shingles, HPV, and more, get no-cost vaccinations from an expert pharmacist where you already shop. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. $0 copay with most insurances. State age and health restrictions may apply.